Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories.
If you're the kind of person who can't get enough of fiction podcasts, then you might be interested to hear that we have just launched a brand new fiction podcast that focuses on the weirder side of fiction. I know I've spoken about this before, and this is the last time, I promise. Tales of What is a bizarro fiction podcast. It's The Twilight Zone meets Adult Swim, The Outer Limits, directed by David Lynch. It's Franz Kafka doing Creep Show. This podcast will not be for everyone, and that's okay, but... If you're a through and through weirdo, then this podcast is most definitely for you. The first season of Tales of What is nearly finished, so go search for it in your favourite podcast app today. Today's episode is I've Got You Under My Skin, written by Daniel Wilcox and narrated by Erica Ventura. John used to tell me, It's always better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. I have to say that as I sit in the clutches of death himself, I'm in a position in which I vehemently disagree. To have loved is to be absorbed, to allow yourself to be engulfed in the waiting maw of some dastardly thing. To be loved is comparable to the constriction of a boa squeezing ever tighter until there is nothing left but weeping sores and sea salt tears. A once steadfast skyscraper gnawed away by the hands of time as nature and the elements strip the creature to its hollow bones. When love ends, what else is left but emptiness and pain? No, I am firm in my conviction. To never know love is to never know what lays beyond the chasm. They say that ignorance is bliss, and that is where I believe my opinion lays. If only I had known this sooner. Of course, there are thousand contradictions to this viewpoint, aren't there, John? They say that Only in the darkness do the monsters hide. They say that knowledge is power and love is the greatest gift of all. Sinatra sung it best as he crooned down the wire and gave us our melodies to dance and sway to. Back in the years when my hips would allow such frivolity and our nights were a blur due to gin and not just due to the degeneration of our dying minds. I've got you under my skin. I can hear him now, John. Those words that were like warm butter coating my heart. The feeling of my hand in yours. The steady beating of the life-giving organ in your chest, matching the rapid pacing of my own. I've broken out in goose flesh at the memory. It's either that or you're finally taking a hold of me from the inside again, and the poison has reached my soul. That's all I wanted, to feel you deep within my body, your steady beating heart against my chest. The day you died, I learned a lot about the world, John. 
I learned about what it is to crumble and to feel your everything melt into the floor and slip away like some amorphous thing. Pitiful arms enveloped me at the news, and so many tears were dried from my cheeks that the skin broke out in rashes. You know how sensitive my eczema can be, and no amount of canapes or hors d'oeuvres could fill the gaping hole within. Although, believe me, I tried. That was five years ago now. Can you believe how fast it has gone? Five years of anything is enough to make someone go mad. Five years of anything can cause a woman to weep until she's withered and cracked. Five years of silence sounds so loud when the tinnitus pressure beats at my eardrums, pounding as though the very army of the dead are waiting for the day I clock out and close my eyes forever. Stamping their feet in perfect synchronicity. But I can't do that, can I? I can't just clock out. You made me a promise. And even as I weep and clutch the skin of my breast, so thin and translucent, I can see your heart there. I know that I must see it all through. You had your battles. And now, this is mine. The greatest battle I ever faced, and somehow even clothed and suffocated by the pain of each subtle movement, each strenuous breath which attacks my lungs. I know I must be strong for you. It's all I have left. You had your battles, and I had mine too. I am a breast cancer survivor, for God's sake. And you couldn't even survive a bout of the fucking flu, could you, John? You couldn't cling on just long enough to hold my hand down the final stretch of life's path. You couldn't help me cross the finish line. You found your exit and you took it, didn't you, John? You thought about yourself and only yourself and left me to carry the burden of you beneath my skin. Entwined within my very soul is the ghost of a dead man that haunts that clings to me like some vicious parasite and drains every ounce of my being until I'm... until I'm this! A haggard old crone sat in her armchair and watching the sky spin through the dewdrop double glazing, watching the cosmic rotations of the universe as stars whirl and moons wax and wane and the sun burns, burns, pierces and burns the tears away dries them as the desert sun does the weeping blood of an antelope. It's over, John. It's all fucking over and it's because of you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Look at me. An old woman taking her anger out on such a fragile thing. It's silly to think now, isn't it? 
to remember the nights we argued and turned in angry. The nights I wouldn't listen while you tried every trick in the book to make me forgive you. I was quick to ignite and you fixed all that. You taught me compassion and love and kindness and patience. We walked life's roads together. And now I thank you for the time you spent investing in me, in trusting me and guiding me to a better life. My life was better because of you. It was, it was. There I go again, talking to John as though he's here, talking as though his heart can speak and is the very thing that's rotting and dying in my chest. That the ever-present ghost, which lingers and drags his feet through my hallways, is somehow real. And that's all I need. The only company a husk of a woman could ask for. But the truth is that this tape is for you. For whichever star-crossed lover finds this ancient relic and chooses to mourn my passing, I have no children to pass my story to, no family left to speak of. The parasitic demon that is love took everything from me until I relied solely on a husband who would inevitably perish before my very eyes. I can still see him now, face red and cheeks gaunt a sickly pallor on his skin as though the temperature had risen in the atrium of a waxwork museum. And John was dripping. Dripping. His eyes, dark pool balls in their sockets, his breathing like the death rattle of a punctured car exhaust. Maybe I could have called the medics. Maybe I could have found a neighbor to assist. Yep. Thirty years serving in a field of medicine had me more qualified to take care of John. You may blame my hubris or my pride on my decisions, but if I couldn't heal him, no one could. John gave up. That's all that's left to say. He gave up on himself, and he gave up on us. There's a general principle which is related in medicine that in order for an organ to survive a transplant, it must be placed immediately in ice. A chilled organ, transported carefully from donor to receiver, has the greatest chance of working in its new body. Maybe that's the mistake I made. I waited too long. I hollowed out your chest and took your heart and placed it in the freezer, horrified at the warm, coppery scent of your blood as it slickened my hands and stained my clothes. I continued my daily life without John. I cleaned up the mess. I cried and cried and cried until I could see nothing but blurs. My mind wrapped itself in tangles, regretting, missing, longing, wanting, loving. Loving, loving him with every ounce of my being. I wanted him near me. With his body gone, the only part left was the heart which once gave me such reassurance. 
the heart which pulsed rapidly in his chest, kicking faster the closer he grew to me. As gravity pulled us together, our stars collided and we became one. We would be one again. And I wasn't going to wait for death for the opportunity to reunite. The surgery was simple and almost painless. My nerves were deadened in the hollow where my breast once was, where once a parasite had grown and threatened my very existence. The removal of the breast was the only way to ensure I would survive cancer's clutches, and I suppose that really, that was one of the greatest gifts of all. I felt nothing as the skin made way for the knife, as if it had been waiting all its life for a chance bow to its keen edge. Blood oozed lazily in thick rivulets and was soon absorbed by the cloth. There was some discomfort as I forced John's heart into the place where my breast had once been, but it felt more like pressure than pain. In the same way, the wind can make you breathless without touch. I, too, was made breathless once more. But I also felt... alive. You were inside of me, John. Our two hearts together once more, where they always belong. Now, maybe, you could finally hold my hand and guide me towards the light. That had been three weeks ago. Now the end is finally coming. I sit here, unafraid, and more prepared than anything in my life. Your heart has rotten within my chest and now poisons my body from the inside out. The same way our love began, John. Varicose veins strain against my grease paper skin, and the blood is darker than it ought to be. The defining lump of your heart within my chest has lost its definition, and is likely now nothing more than a shriveled date or a walnut, seeping your destructive powers through my organs and pathways. Your love was a parasite from the very beginning, John. I never wanted it. I never asked for it, yet here we are. I could have met another man, lived another life, had children, but that wasn't our destiny. You fed off me, absorbed me into you, and soon we were one. Only in your absence could I awaken to the haunting reality that I had surrendered a life to you. No. To surrender would imply I had a choice. You took what you wanted from me and left nothing but agony and heartbreak behind. Well, now it's over, John. This is my final submission.
even as I clutch my chest and feel the diseased mess of your life force inside of me. I can sense your life. I could swear your heart was beating, beating, beating in response to my words in the way a mother's tongue can animate a fetus. You are my fetus. And now I am your mother, only instead of birthing life into the world. You will take it from mommy, won't you? You will reach your calloused hands down my throat and rip my breath away. You will wrap your loving fingers around my heart and still its beating. From the moment Sinatra crooned his song, you stole my life, and even in death, you refused to give it back. So much for love. So much for life. Here's to the creeping death and the hope of peace that it may bring. So deep in my heart that you're really a part of me. I've got you under my skin. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. I've Got You Under My Skin, written by Daniel Wilcox, narrated by Erica Ventura, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Mayu and Tom Robson. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Daniel Wilcox is the best-selling author behind such dark fiction titles as They Rot, They Remain and Lazarus, written alongside Luke Condor, as well as The Caitlin Chronicles with top 10 Amazon author Michael Onderley. He's also the producer of the Great Writers Share podcast, interviewing the best and brightest authors around today. To find out more about Dan's work, visit www.danielwilcox.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash Cleaver. You can join our book club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you for Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time.